today covering match week 19 and 20 boxing day fixtures came through with goals galore rest of the match days included city rolling liverpool and chelsea slipping is the title race over sam tottenham and arsenal stay hot we get to see teams like brentford that we haven't seen in a while and everything else from the past two match weeks also previewing the upcoming fixtures in this next calendar week this is the premiership Manchester City are still alive here Balotelli Aguero back Fuchs and the ball in behind Damian Bunny it's 11 it's heaven for Jamie Bunny you, 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 you are an ostrich well your head must be in the sand is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! <laughs> Louis van Gaal's army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. Drama from day one! This is the league we want to watch! The answer to your question is yes, it's over. It's all ogre. It's all ogre. I mean, when you have City out here who can field like three different squads. Yeah. And be like perfectly fine. We didn't even think that it would come down to survival of the fittest, including Chelsea. We thought they'd be fine. Yeah. And then, lo and behold. Then they weren't. They got wrecked. Speaking of the probable champions... Manchester City versus Leicester City. First game of match week 19. Yep. Quite a strange one. Starting off with the lineups for Manchester City. Aderson, Ruben Diaz, Zinchenko, Laporte, Cancelo, Gundogan, De Bruyne, Fernandinho, Sterling, Silva, Mahrez. And for Leicester City, Schmeichel, Albrighton, Marte, Vestergaard, Luke Thomas, Telemans, Perez, Dewsbury Hall, Adol- Adamola Lookman. Adamola. Adamola. <laughs> James Madison and Ejia Nacho. So getting into this game. This one starts hot and heavy. Yeah. City right off the bat, five minutes in. Get on the board. De Bruyne just has way give too him that much space. space. Just give him that. Absolutely you give him disrespectful that, to De Bruyne. <laughs> And what do you know? It's 1-0. You know, what can you do? You... That's Leicester's problem the whole year. It's like, even though you have defensive players in the midfield and you're supposed to have decent defenders, they're clearly not on the same page. They clearly, the level and the gap between the guys is always just too much, it feels like. Yeah. I mean, especially with these these uh, backups like Vestergaard is, it's really been quite poor for Leicester so far since signing. Damn Southampton bros, we took a dub on that on the Vestigard <laughs> signing. Turns out signing <laughs> two guys from a team that lost nine nil back to back seasons. Not that great. Against that same team. So anyways, moving on in the game. Thirteen minutes in. Penalty given after a VAR review. Tielemans takes down Ruben Diaz on the corner kick. 
I thought it was pretty obvious. Yeah, he got pulled down. I mean, it's just like, I don't know what Tielemans is doing. Trying to get away with one, I guess. Yeah. Mares. Anyways, Mares converts. He's been in 2-0. He's just one of those guys that pops in sometimes and scores some goals and then won't be in the team for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was weird how long it took between the VAR review and then the actual pen. Yeah, it was. It took a long time. (laughs) I mean, to me, it was pretty obvious. It's, yeah. It's just like they hate calling penalties on corners. Yeah. So, whatever. It was a penalty. They took forever. Delaying the uh, inevitable for yeah. Lester. <laughs> James Madison, talking about being in Fuego. Yeah. Has a free kick save He's by back. Adairson. Unlucky not to score on that one. That was kind of the only hope for <laughs> For mm-hmm. Leicester in the first half. Yeah, James Madison should have two more roles this year. That one and Ramsdale. Yeah, for sure. He's He's been pretty unlucky. But Manchester City score again, 3-0. Gundogan, Schmeichel can't handle Cancelo's cross. Yeah. Gundogan just taps it home. Gundogan's just too good. 3-0, 21 minutes in. Leicester, you're thinking, oh, no, no, it's no. It's already bad. Uh, bad things are happening. And then, guess, guess what? It gets even worse. Tielemans just having a real real shocker out here. Second penalty given up. Sterling. Then Sterling scores his own penalty. 35th minute, Sterling almost scores again, but does not. And Gundogan has a chance, and then it goes into halftime. 4-0. Four four At that so. point... Uh, you're doing some damage control. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, 4-0 inside 25 and then just doing what you can to hold on yeah. to get the half. Very rough. But guess what? They come out of the half. Brendan Rodgers gave them a real speaking to in the halftime dressing room. 55 minutes, they get a goal from who other than James Madison, the man who was terrible for most of the season. Yeah, he's now, coming on. That's just absolutely popped off. And then a quick one, 59th minute, just four minutes later, Lookman, another counterattack goal. It was looking dangerous for him, catching City sleeping. The comeback's four, on. 4-3. And then 4-3, Ahia Nacho scores off the rebound. Nice save by Adairson on yeah. James Madison. And you're thinking, oh, boy. Could it be? Could it be? So this is why we doubted City for a lot of the season. They just will lose lack of focus. A lot of times it's just for games, but, I mean, this whole second half defensively, there there's just times there's, like, one guy back. Yeah, for for absolutely no reason. Yeah, just terrible. Just really confusing as to why that was happening. But the more confusing thing, Leicester's set-piece defense. That's right. 5-3, Laporte scores off the corner. There's like three teams. I mean, Leicester's, they're all pretty much equal. I know Leicester gives the most up, but off corners and headers, um, headers specifically off set pieces, that are like, I don't know that we've seen like three teams this bad. Yeah. Ugh. And at that point, the comeback is over. And then City add numero six. The tap in Merchant. Again, on the corner kick. (laughs) 
Yes, the Tappan Merchant. So, 6-3, City, a little shaky. But it's kind of weird to be saying they were shaky in a 6-3 win. Yeah, it. when you go up 4-0 inside 25, I mean, it's hard to maintain that focus. But even if, you know, you're finding it hard to maintain focus, you can at least see it out by kind of just playing possession and working the ball. But Yeah, right. Pushing so many guys forward and then you get caught out. Yeah, I got to give credit to Lester for coming out of halftime looking a lot better. I mean, that's hard mm-hmm. to do when you're down 4-0 at half Yeah, through 25 minutes even. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do when you're Lester? It's your season. I mean, it's virtually over in terms of I guess they could maybe qualify for Europa League if they go on a lower run because they're still only like 11th. But given where they wanted to be start of the year, so disappointing and this this game pretty much encapsulates it yeah and it's just frustrating because it's like you know what's there but then even if you get close to it like in this game they're four three they just piss it away with mm-hmm. just terrible defending right yeah it's it's not gonna get any easier for Leicester. that's for sure moving on you know it's not gonna get easier for to the second match norwich because they got wrecked Norwich These match weeks. is absolutely garbage. Let it be known that we sold Norwich's stock yeah, a long at time the, at ago. At the peak. So let's get into it. People were trying to sell it preseason. We weren't in on it. Then it was the lowest of the low. We bought a little. <clears throat> we saw it went up a bit, and we immediately got off. Yes. <laughs> Stonks. <laughs> Lineups for Norwich, Angus Gunn. Yes. Aarons, Gibson, Kavak, Brandon Williams. In the midfield, Bill Gilmore, Kieran Dowell, Plachetta, McLean, Josh Sargent, and Timo Pukki leading the line for Arsenal. Aaron Ramsdale, Tierney, White, Gabriel, Holding. Rob Holding, back. No right in backs. No, you don't need one. No Not right backs, who dis? <laughs> uh, midfield, Partey, Saka, Odegaard, Jaka, Martinelli, and Lacazette up front. So this one... Not too dissimilar from the Manchester City game. Got started out with a quick goal. 1-0. Yep. Sock. Sokka scores. Sock. <laughs> Bakayo Sock. <laughs> Bakayo Sock. Scores six minutes in from the nice team play. Yeah, quick build-up play on that one mm-hmm. by Arsenal. Um, and that shot, I guess, from edge of the box, far post by Sokka. He's just coming into form as the season goes on, it feels like. Especially in attack. Yeah. I mean, the effort's always there, but in terms of passing and shooting, he's really kind of clicking now. Mm-hmm. Half goes on. Arsenal in control of the game. Norwich not really. Would you say that? Offering much I'm, in attack. I'm not sure I can agree with that. <laughs> as, as usual. 44th minute. They get a second goal through who other than Kieran Tierney. Pings one far post. Off the post. Just says, I'll do it myself. I felt like my boy Agnes Gunn got hung out to dry this week because I feel like half the goals were virtually unsavable. Yeah, like I can't this argue one was, with that. This one was just like a laser post and in. There's nothing you're doing about that. Mm-hmm. Especially when it was played from the other side of the field all the way over to Tierney. Right. So. Yeah, it goes into halftime, 2-0 Arsenal lead. And then 67th minute, they get a third goal. Again, through Saka. Just a really nice individual effort on this one. Nice finish as well. 
yeah, he's 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 just been fantastic. Yeah, he's really coming. I mean, everyone on Arsenal right now, still, you know, you worry definitely more about the defense than the attack, for sure, because you just never know. But, uh, I mean, you feel good. I mean, Lacazette, as you know, it gets the, f- I think the fourth one off the pen. Yep. I mean, he's even coming in. Is there any way of an extension for him, maybe, if he keeps playing like this? Well, I think it really comes down to him whether he wants to accept like a one-year contract, which he probably won't. Yeah. Um, I think Arsenal, in terms of offering something longer, are probably pretty weary. Yeah, you know, especially coming off Aubameyang the Aubameyang situation. Ozo, you never know. So, but no, I mean everyone on Arsenal and attack. For a while, it was last few match days. Is Martinelli is really clicking? For that, it's Odegaard, and these and these guys are still playing really good. But they they were really clicking the last couple match days, and now Saka, the last two coming mm-hmm. on against Leeds, and now Norwich. And then you have the benefit of bringing on Smith Rowe, mm-hmm. who immediately after getting subbed on helps get that penalty with a nice through ball to Lacazette, who, yep. who got fouled. And then in the 91st minute, scores for himself. Oh, but we didn't talk about it. Pepe, out of nowhere. Yes, Pepe, a Pepe is Pepe appearance. Alive. He Pepe got an assist. Alive. That's true. It what was, was that? It was a nice assist from Pepe. Couldn't believe it when I was watching. I saw him come on, and he comes on and gets an assist. It's like, uh-oh. That's why you know everyone's clicking. True. Yeah. So, anyways, 5-0. Norwich, absolutely in the dumpster. They just offer literally nothing in attack. Mm-hmm. And their midfield is pretty garbage, and their defense is pretty garbage. Yeah, I mean, we talked about, we figured it would probably just be a, you know, Dean Smith is just going to have to kind of figure out some guys that they'll be able to utilize next year in the championship because it seems far, just too far gone. But yeah, um, yeah, it's what do you what do you got to say about Norwich? They they stink. They stink big time. And Arsenal streaking hot. Yeah, I, I I agree on that. It's it's kind of assessing what you have, and see where that brings you next yeah. season. Yeah. No hope for Norwich. Who you can build around, which I'm not sure there's anyone. But let me tell you who has hope. Yes. Crystal Palace. Let Crystal Palace. Let me tell Palace. you who also has a slight, the slightest glimmer of hope. Tottenham Hotspur. Game in, games in hand, FC. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Start off, Tottenham's lineup. Lloris, Sanchez, Dyer, Tanganga, Regulon, Hoiberg, Royale, Skip, Son, Kane, Lucas, Mora. I mean, you got to say Conte's got his guys. Yeah, he he's does. going. He's like, you know what? I see what David Moyes does and keeps the same lineup out there pretty much every game. I'm gonna do that. Interesting to see Tanganga in there as well. Yeah. Jack Butlin also interesting to see. Jack Butlin, he's alive. He's he's still here. I thought he was on Stoke, around. isn't it? Like 2012. Joel Ward, Tyrek Mitchell, Tompkins, Anderson, Koyate, Hughes, another start. Gallagher, Ayu, Zaha, Edward. This one kind of starts off a little slower. Um, Sun and Ayu with some chances early, but nothing really until the goal in the 30th minute. But I don't know. It was just a lot of back and forth between both squads, but just no edge in the final third by either side. Palace, I guess, was on the front foot, you'd say, but you know Tottenham. They like to just sit back anyway, so that's yeah. kind of just how it is. They're just going to settle for 
counters and especially long balls and the long balls in the first 30 minutes for Tottenham until the goal were very poor, very <laughs> poor, just like way over everyone said. Um, Good chance by Mora early also. Great ball in for Marigalone. Could not score. Uh, the Wilf getting his first yellow, this is important. He gets his yellow. It was pretty questionable. Yeah, It was Tanganga. You, did you see that? He's like kind of jogging back towards net, going to pass it back. Yeah. And Zaha pretty much just whiffed on him, I would say. Mm-hmm. Maybe the slightest of shoves. Gets a yellow for it. Yeah, it was... That is definitely question. You can give him a foul, but that was not yeah. a yellow. Yeah. Um, and then it's one of those games where pals probably feel a bit hard done by the ref, and you could tell from the away section because then very next sequence, pals give the ball away. A foul by skip, not called. Mm-hmm. Should have been called. Palace kind of getting caught up in the way, way, come on. <laughs> we need these calls. Um, but yeah, then the goal, Palace midfield just caught out. Tottenham finally able to counter. Um, just pressing Oliver Skip really hard. I don't know why you're doing that. I know you like to press Palace. You don't need to press Oliver Skip. <laughs> Lays it off to Hoiberg, who finds um, long through ball. And then Mora lays it off to Kane, 1-0. Yeah, really, if there was a team not to press, it would be Tottenham. <laughs> You just because say, okay, that just let plays them. right into their hands. Yeah, I mean, you press, and then it's easier for them to, you know, play a long ball, mm-hmm. hit on the counter. Second goal, great run by Lucas from his own end, pretty much near like where the fullbacks were, pressing it all the way up, links up with Kane, who finds Emerson Royale wide, crosses it home to Lucas, who made the run all the way from the defensive end for two nil. Palace's mid just caught out and the d slow to react no one closed out on royale i just that wasn't a great game for palace um and they just weren't aggressive enough in the defensive third i thought they were kind of sitting back um and then wolf they're down two now wolf wrecking havoc gives a nice little shove and that's all she wrote for wolf wolf sent off the wind-up merchant has <laughs> been wound up <laughs> How the tables turn. Just know all two goal, the two goals and the red card took place in five minutes. Yeah, I mean that that sums <laughs> that, up the that, match right there. I that, mean, that pretty much ruined the game. Yeah, because then Tottenham was just content to kill the game, actually passing around, but not really doing mm-hmm. a ton. They still had chances, but they weren't great. Final goal was a nice cross to Sun at the near post, on by like the slightest of margins. Originally called offside, scores. Yeah, that was. That was a weird one. It it looked like it was the offside, near post. But... Yeah, like that's but that it looked offside because Palace is just slow in defense. I yeah. I don't know what to say. Three 0 Tottenham. What are their odds to get the top four? Probably Chelsea a lot higher Arsenal than than still good, but than uh, what we thought people before. rate them. You know, even now, because because. You know, right now they have like the two or three games in hand, and you kind of forget about them because they sit in like sixth or seventh. Mm-hmm. But then it's like if you do the math and say like, okay, if you win these, and it just depends because they really they played Liverpool, but they still are going to have games against. They still have one against City. They still have one against Chelsea. Still have one against Arsenal. Yeah. So they still have to play the big boys, but we'll see. 
Yeah. I would say the main thing that I'm impressed by is that Conte's getting something out of these guys who stink. Emerson Royale and Regulone actually look like they're not as good as like Alonso was when Conte was at Chelsea, but they're pretty dang good lately. Mm-hmm. And even I, I know like he's a big fan of uh, Skip. I know out of nowhere, Oliver it's, Skip. Uh, it's, I, it's I think he like works okay in the team, honestly, because they're not like a super possession based mm-hmm. team. Um, but yeah, I think that's super important for him to come in and be able to get stuff out of guys that are already there because yes. you know Daniel Levy not is not going to spend. spend. Yeah. So so you got to make the most of what you got and and so far it seems like he's doing a pretty good job of that. It's going to reach a point to where he says it though. He's going to be like, "Oh, you need to buy me a player." I can only play with Oliver Skip for so long. <laughs> Moving on, next game. Is it the West Ham, West Ham Southampton. Yes, Hank feeling very conflicted watching this match. <laughs> Fabianski, Shufal, Dawson, Jop, um, Masuaku, Fornells, Vlasic, Benrama, Sushek, Rice, Bowen up front. No Antonio. Antonio dropped for this one. Well, I can't argue with that. I mean, he didn't score for like nine nine games. It is just one of those kind of crazy things. It's kind of like when Troy got dropped from Wolves and you're like, oh, they did that. Yeah. Um, Fraser Forrester, welcome back. The big man. Welcome back. We're, we're just like going throwback era, you know. We're yeah. going like to 2015. Yeah, we it's got pretty Jack much Butlin. 2012 we got, to 2015. We got we got Gun. We got we got Forrester. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if only Ben Foster was fit, that guy's been like the timeless one. Kyle Walker Peters, Mister Levermento, Salisu, Bednarak, Romeo, Ward Prowse, Redmond, El Nuesi, Theo Walcott. And Mr. Broja. This one. Surprising to see Walcott and Redmond get in there. But they, I think, I, I know that he COVID, loves to rotate. But... Yeah, that too. But I feel like even with rotation and COVID, I think he likes to put them out there in certain games because he genuinely feels like we just need him out there to like sometimes hold possession or something. Yeah. I don't know what other, what, what else he would do with Theo Walcott. This one starts off Southampton strong. What else? What else is it? They comfortable in possession early. They can press West Ham, and West Ham look a little nervy being pressed. First major moment of the game is a goal. A little build out of the back by Southampton, slow and methodical, working the uh, ball through midfield. Kyle Walker Peters, perfect little layoff edge of the box for El Nuesi, tucks it bottom corner, one nil. West Ham's midfield, I thought, a little slow getting back. A little slow, and then they were a little slow to press up to make sure you can't get the shot off. Rice kind of close to a block, not really, but mm-hmm. um, they just sunk a little too far. After that, West Ham building pressure, few dangerous balls that were dealt with by Southampton very nervously because Mr. Fraser Forrester... <laughs> There was one moment where he's like laying on the ground. I don't know if you remember that. He's just laying on the ground. He like got knocked down from a corner, but he like wasn't acting like he was fouled or anything. But he couldn't grab the ball because he's lying on the ground. But he didn't stand up right away. It was terrible. Um, after that, kind of towards um, 
I guess, nearing the end of the first half, Southampton kind of starting to build a little more pressure again. But then that allows West Ham, great counterattack. Vlasic, they had a three-on-two, could have laid it off to Benarama, shoots instead. Good shot, big save Forrester. Juicy rebound, though. Sushet can't get there. Cleared away. And this is why Sam loves Southampton. Sam loves their defense. That's why he, he wants to believe in them. Well, I mean, when they score in the eighth minute, that that just dictates the game how it's going to go. You know, they're getting the dub because it worked. Um, yeah. Second half, West Ham sub Antonio on. They're applying pressure just right away. So this is Southampton, textbook Southampton. Good first half, look the better team, score, and then it's just about to go to shit. Yeah. It's sub on Antonio, applying pressure, corner by Bowen. Headed over by Dawson, who had two guys on him. To Antonio, who's free in front of net. And once you know it, it goes in. West Ham keep up the pressure after the goal. The chance going just wide from Declan Rice. But then a little counterattack action by Southampton um, for a goal. It's a little contact outside the box by Dawson and Abrosia while in the box. It was kind of strange. Because the original foul was outside the box, yet the second part of the foul, he kind of got Brogia in the box. Yeah. Penalty called. Um, was it Ward-Prowse who scored? I don't yes. remember. Ward-Prowse slotting it home. Um, I don't know. I just – you kind of see with West Ham's defensive depth now, you, you like Dawson. He played well last year. Can't be super, super over relying on him, yeah. Yeah, the, the combo of Dawson and Diop is—it's just—it's just no bueno. You need like a Zuma or or Ogbonna in there to throw in with Dawson. I mean, you, you got to have something there. You need some more solidity. Yeah, both those guys are kind of like you can get away with them if you have them paired with like a more solid center back. Agbana, who's hurt, but... Yeah. Or, or even Kurt Zuma. Or Zuma, yeah. And it, it's... It's tough. It's tough, yeah. But it, it's like we were saying, though, earlier in the season, this is what it would come down to for West Ham. Yeah, we um, had to test the depth. And it showed that, you know, they don't have the depth to really continue with those good results. True. So Southampton 2-1, they're pulling the Uno card reverse on you. They say, oh, we're not going to blow it. And then they proceed to give up a counterattack because four guys commit to Antonio, who's holding up play. Um, Sushek counterball to Bowen, who crosses at Ben Rama for a goal. And then around 75th minute, set piece. James Ward-Prowse swinging it in. Sam's guy, Jan Bednarak, with the header. <laughs> the tall pole. Three to two. How it ends. Chances galore in this game. What a result for Southampton. Yeah, that's huge. Especially after they've been struggling to pick up the three points, get three goals. Yes. It's to win can, and concede two at West Ham is very, very impressive. Yeah. So West Ham still slipping. Yeah, they at that need point, to find one a spark. win in their last seven, and it came off a of shoss against Chelsea. <laughs> Yeah, they need a spark. I mean, they need someone to step up, really. And 
the defense, I mean, what can you do? You, you know, you have injuries and whatnot. That's uh, tough, but you got to you got to persevere. You deal with it. I mean, every find... team's going to have to deal with yes. it other than City pretty much. Yes. I would say the if there's one bright spot from West Ham, Ben Rama finally getting more involved and we'll see him in the Watford game too. Yeah. Kind of starting to click a little more again. So, good news for them. Moving on. Chelsea and Villa. The lineups. Emmy Martinez, Mateusz Kaszczyski, the pole. Matty Target, Konsa, Mings, Douglas Luiz, Morgan Sanson, Buendia, Jacob Ramsey with Ings and um, Watkins up front. Chelsea, Mendy, Rudiger, Silva, Chalaba, Alonso, Jorginho, Kante, Rich James, Christian Pulisic, Mason Mount, Callum Hudson, Odoi. I did not know that Sanson was still on this team. He's buried. Yeah. He's buried. That's a nice depth piece. This one starts off. Tack really couldn't get much going. I would say it's more because the defense is just look good. We've seen Villa's defense hold up against Liverpool. Yeah. And Chelsea's defense, we know how good they can be at times. I'd say the midfield is a little more open than you might think. There are definitely holes um, throughout both midfields. few counterattacks early from Villa. Um, and Chelsea kind of looking to exploit the wide spaces, but the best chance in the first like 20 minutes or so comes off a Shaw's off the crossbar. Mason Mount. Shaw's alert. Shaw's alert. We almost had the Shaw's of the week right there. But we do have the own goal of the week right here. Reese James <laughs> flicks it on. Maddie Target originally sent in. Mendy can't do much. Was not expecting it. And you think, Chelsea, one thing goes wrong. Here we go again. The cards will fall. Here we go again. But they actually responded pretty well, I thought. Um, some nice build-up play. Actually had purpose. Uh, eventually, they had a penalty as... What was it? Was it Mings? I think Mings crashed in the back of Hudson Doy's legs. Maybe it was the wide defender. I forget. Doesn't matter. Jorginho steps up. Slots it. 1-1. The pen merchant. He's, he is the pen merchant if there ever was one. <laughs> Villa, another good counter by Watkins. Um, Mendy with a massive clear near the edge of the box. Uh, another big chance as Villa intercepted a throw in. <laughs> I mean, this stuff by Chelsea is just like comical at some points. You can't argue with, with that. With, with what they're doing. It's like, how is uh, I'm supposed to trust you? Fed Danny Ings for a shot, got blocked, but, you know, Chelsea able to recover defensively. Second half, Lukaku. Kisses the badge, absolutely loves Chelsea. Loves Chelsea, what can you say? Give him the blank contract, put it on the table. Yeah, give him, the, where's the real Ferdinand? Lukaku's at the Sign wheel. is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably the best play from Hudson-Odoi all year. Yeah, he actually Not did something. Much. Kind of poor defending, though, to allow that. They just stood off him, and they're like, whatever, you can do it. Do what you want, Hudson Adoy. You'll probably just dribble it out of bounds. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Lukaku, really good, though, to get to that spot, beat Mings there. Um, I thought this game was important, I guess, for Chelsea because it didn't seem like they were too reliant on Mount and Reese James like they had been lately, especially on the right side. But um, 
And then Villa's ability to counter just kind of faded as the game went on. Their passing quality just kind of went down the tubes. Um, great chance for Chelsea. Perfect long ball to Mount. And Mount just put it wide as he walked Martinez. Had <laughs> an empty net and missed. Maybe Mason Mount was Chelsea's problem all along. True. Definitely. <laughs> uh and then Chelsea kind of starting to sit back, a little more possession for Villa. This is kind of what like they had to do against Liverpool, but they couldn't even do it against Liverpool. I just if they go into a game with the game plan of sitting there, looking to defend the whole time, and they go down, I don't like that. I don't like their chances. Yeah, that's that's not a great plan. I mean, because they don't when they play well against the smaller teams, they're not going in with the game plan of yeah just defending only right i mean the the best way that that works out is that they lose like respectably like one nil to liverpool or something but you're not gonna win well, it's not even that you just have to bank that you're gonna get the counter but if the other team scores first you have no other attacking plan other than counterattack. but you're not gonna be able to counterattack eventually because that team's just gonna yeah defend especially it seems like watkins and ings they get kind of put on an island. Yeah. Not really the greatest of service from the midfield. Yeah, I would agree. But, I mean, they do have a very defensive-minded midfield. Especially, it's just a lot of they need Buendia or Ramsey to kind of give them that spark for midfield and attack. Especially no John McGinn out there. That absolutely kills as well. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, chance to seal it. Callum hudson Roy. What do you know? Couldn't score one-on-one. Um, but you know what? Chelsea hold on defensively. Spring Lukaku for a break. Taken out. Jorginho, the pen merchant. 3-1. Game over. Three points for Chelsea. Game was a lot closer than uh, the score indicates, but yeah. also Villa did score off a fluke own goal, so it's like, eh. I don't know. Can't That's, argue with that. My takeaway from that game is I don't like when Villa goes in just planning to sit there. Yeah. Because they can be so much better than that. Hmm. I agree. Moving on. Two teams we haven't seen in what feels like forever. It's been so long <laughs> since I've seen Bobby Sanchez. <laughs> Bobby Sanchez had a lot of time to figure out what went wrong this season. Yeah. <laughs> he had to figure that out. Uh, Brighton, Brentford, Sanchez, Lamptey, Kukurea, Webster, Dan Byrne, Alex McAllister, Mwepu, Lalana, Motor, Mopai, Trossard. As far as Brentford go, we're looking at Fernandez, Pinnock, Jensen, Sorensen, Thompson, Norgard, Canos, Jensen, Baptiste, Tony, and Embuemo. So, missing a few guys still, but both teams kind of getting close to their main uh, teams. Yeah, two teams that really could have used a break. Yes. And they got one, so... Brighton needed to do it to clear their own head. Brentford needed to do it because they, they just had that. They were doing some uh, some mistakes in the midfield. <laughs> yeah, they they needed a little reset. Um, Brentford, some early chances. Um, I Brighton, for the most part, controlled the game in terms of possession, which is what you'd think. But early chance from Buemo over the top. But, you know, beats the keep. But who's there, Sam? 
Who's there to clear it off the goal line? Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne. Everyone's favorite Dan Byrne. Shout out Dan Byrne. I mean, the guy does it all. <laughs> he's tall. He's fast. He's dangly. Yeah. I would just say Brentford did create their chances by getting to the second and third balls. And, you know, Brighton, when, you know, they did have to defend, didn't clear the ball and have clean possession as well as they have at times this year. But, you know, I will say Bobby Sanchez distribution this game. Very nice. Very nice. Very Great nice. success. Um, no shanks. But a lot of possession was kind of leading to nowhere. It, it's just when it, there's just times with Brighton where it's like, it's not even like the finishing, but the momentum and like what they're doing with the ball, there's no direction and edge yeah. to their attack. And you're, you're not getting that final ball to get someone in space to score. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does seem like they do struggle with that sometimes. It, it's just like, uh, okay, well, the other team is kind of sitting back and we're not really sure what to do with the ball. To, yeah. Open even, them up. Even like they'll be in three on twos <clears throat> in the attacking third, and it'll be like Kukure on the ball, and they'll have like a three on two in this tight little space. Yeah. And it's just like the intricate passing just isn't quite there. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, now you can't even blame the finishing because the passing quality is just not good enough. But good passing quality right here. Long ball over the top. What a shot by Trossard. The little dink, the little chip. Sam, a great season. Sam loves his chips with the dip. Absolutely, as my good friend Drake once said. <laughs> I like my chips with the dip. Second goal, um, fast link-up play. Nice layoff for Maupai. Neil Maupai? From uh, Mr. Motor. Hit from the edge of the box on Mark. Great finish by Maupai. Kind of slipped when he took it, too. 2-0. Danny Welbeck special. 2-0 before half. And this one, this one felt a little over. It yeah. felt like Brentford was really, really rusty from the the break, yeah. the COVID break. Um, just poor job throughout the game, spacing and closing to isolate guys. I mean, it's just they couldn't really touch the ball if they wanted to a lot of times. And the second half, I'll be quite frank, was very boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. Finishes 2-0. Brighton. Good result coming they back. They scored two, two goals. Holy smokes. Brentford, not a good result. Two goals for Brighton, especially in one half. That's like, wow. It's unheard of. They're rested, rejuvenated. They feel and they, amazing. They blew their load of goals in one half of football. <clears throat> yeah, so that's that's their goals for the next 10 weeks. Pretty much. Yeah. You figured one of these teams at least would be Rusty, yeah. having not played. I mean, perhaps both of them in some ways, you know. Yes. Um, good win for Brighton. You know, get, Absolutely. get your reset. Maybe start picking up some points here now. You'd like to think so for yeah. Brighton. So moving on to the last game of match week 19. This was a great one. A real scallywhacker. We got Newcastle United versus Manchester United. The underdogs. Manchester United going against the richest club in the world. Yes. Will they be able to do it on the road? The most wonderful owners. In net, we got Dubravka, as Hank would say. Yes. As other people, my fellow Slovakians would say, Dubravka. Back four, we got Charles, Lascelles, Kraft, Menkio. In the midfield, Joel Ellington, John Joe Shelby, ASM. 
Scrappy-Doo Ryan Frazier, Sean Longstaff, and up front, Callum Wilson. For our United, we have David De Gea, Harry Maguire, Varane, Dalot, Alex Taylor, Marcus Rashford, Fred, Bruno, Scott McTominay, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Mason Greenwood. So this week, for some reason, was the week of like goals within the first 10 minutes. Yeah. This one was no different. Seventh minute in, who other than that man? Maximin. Alan Saint Maximin. Just, just a real encapsulation of what that man's about. Of what that man's about. Just some, some wonderful skill, brilliant finish. Newcastle. I mean, hey, can you say it was unexpected? Newcastle up one nil up the Magpies. Come on, lads. What can you say? But what can you say? United looking pretty god awful in the first half. Can't string together any passes for some reason. Bruno is like now say, a left when, back and is terrible. Yeah. I don't know why he's so far back. Yeah. It's, I, it's I mean, he so can't. Bad. I was going to mention this. He can't get on the ball in spaces that he should be getting on the ball. Yeah. He, he has to come so far back and then, then he's getting like closed out and then he passes to the other team. But just United in general, the passing was just really atrocious. I mean, let alone getting anything going in attack. So so that was the first half. 38th minute, Callum Wilson scores, ruled offside. Goes into halftime, 1-0. United looking quite poor, barely any chances. They make some subs. Um, Greenwood comes off, and who else came off? And Fred. Yeah, Fred came off. So Sancho... And Cavani, come on. Cavani might be a top three player this year for United. Well, that doesn't say much. <laughs> ASM with the chance, 47th minute, United. right after <laughs> after halftime. He didn't really know too much about it, uh, but he got saved. Yeah, he just didn't get, he got like his calf on it. Yeah. And he didn't really connect with it that great. Yeah, unlike Somehow no one else was there. <laughs> <clears throat> So then, um, yeah, Rashford has a chance, forces Dubrovka into a save. But Newcastle still looked pretty good in the second half. Rashford's, like, broken. Yeah, he has been. Ugh. Ugh. He, he needs to lose the ramen noodle hair. He's not Ronaldo. <laughs> Come on. And then, of course, what do you do? You got Cavani scoring a clutch goal. I mean, that's what he does. Gets it wasn't even rebound. a good goal. Yeah, it was just the the tap in from the rebound after his first shot ties it up one one, and then seventy fifth minute, pretty shortly after he has a chance, but it's cleared off the line. Some really terrible defending by Newcastle, unsurprisingly. Almost got the winner, and then almost a winner for Newcastle as Jacob Murphy has a chance hit off the post. And then David De Gea makes a great save on Miguel Almiron. That would have been amazing if Almiron hit that. I mean, he he did really hit it. It's just De Gea saved it. But yeah, yeah. Unlucky De Gea bailing out United, United what, again. What else is new? Ends up one-one. Unlucky for Newcastle. Yes. <laughs> I mean, unironically, yes. Unironically, yes. Because <laughs> Newcastle, Newcastle should have won. They looked the better team. They did, and 
It's concerning for United. I mean, they're kind of falling back into their own old ways. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, that's kind of going to be expected. It's hard to make big changes overnight, you know. Mm -hmm. You're going to have two steps forward, one step back, maybe two steps forward, three steps back at times. Yeah, I mean, the defense was so bad that they had to fix that first and foremost. They were so error-prone for that stretch near the end with Ole. It was so bad. They had to take care of that. And, I mean, if it means sacrificing some more attack, you don't really have a choice. You're going to have to do that. Yeah. Um, And then kind of rely on the quality of players to just make up for, you know, the slightly, the slight bit of less chances that you'll have. Yeah, the fact that they have to rely on Cavani as much as they do. Like, he's not available all that often, but Mm -hmm. when he is, I mean, they're always playing him. Yeah, because he's too good out there he knows where to be and what to do a lot of these guys for whatever reason don't because san well sancho too but rashford and bruno their brains are like broken they don't know yeah what positions they should be in i thought sancho was he's been getting better he was getting better he was decent and i was more talking earlier in the year yeah with him he was broken yeah fred was god awful bruno terrible i mean just shocking rashford terrible Got some real concerns there. I mean, first and foremost, yes. you got to get rid of Fred. That guy's trash. He's, he's not a United caliber player. I mean, he's barely like an Everton caliber player. How do you say that about Fred? Fred and McTominay holding it down. We'll get to that game later. <clears throat> and by holding it down, I mean chances galore. <laughs> this is we, Both these match weeks, like I said at the beginning of the intro, chances galore. There's no defense played. Defense optional. Yes. I mean, you love to see it, really. So moving on, that one ends up one one, and that concludes match week nineteen. Match week nineteen, Boxing Day, and subsequent matches. Yes, so, suspended ones. Moving on to match week twenty. First game, it's Palace versus Norwich. Getting into the lineups, Palace, Guaita. Sorry, Jack Butlin, you're back to the. What the made them? The what dungeon. made them decide to? How was Guaita like not healthy like the last game or so? I don't know. It's a lie. Joel Ward. It's all fake. Derek Mitchell, Gehi, Anderson, Kuyate, Will Hughes, Schlup, Jordan Ayew. You love a good Jeffrey Schlup getting rotated in. Mateta. Yeah, Mateta in, in there. there. I like that. Edward up front. For Norge, you got Gunn, Byram, Gibson, Sorensen, Janulis, Gilmore. Plecheta, Tizolis, Lise Malou, Kenny McLean, Adam Ida. So they pretty much just clear house after that 5-0 drubbing. Yeah, they're like, let's just uh, let's leave Plecheta out there and uh, hope for the best. Let's uh, bring in everyone else so they can lose and be terrible. So anyways, continues on with the trend. Six minutes in, there's a penalty. Hughes taken down in the box by Kenny McLean. Really just some poor play by Kenny McLean. Norwich's defensive struggles continue. Edward steps up, converts 1-0. And and really, of course, Palace are looking the better side in this game. Gets to the 38th minute, 2-0. Mateta scores on the first-time finish. Yes, Edward assists, baby. Very nice play off the set piece there for, for Crystal Palace. And then shortly after, 42nd minute, they add a third. Jeff Schlupp scores from the tight angle. I was just surprised in this one how much um, 
Norwich was caught out and Palace was able to, not really to counter, but get the ball and then they move so quick. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously it you that makes sense with play style, but eventually at some point Norwich just has to kind of like not try and build out from the back nearly as much and whatnot and not get caught on the ball in midfield, you would think. You would think. But, I mean, you're just setting yourself up for failure playing into Palace's hands that way. Yeah. Norwich, their midfield, again, terrible. So out of sync with the defense, who was also terrible. Mr. Agnes Gunn had no chance. No chance. Unlucky. Norwich go down 3-0 at halftime. Couldn't bring myself to watch the rest of the game because that was terrible. So anyways, Palace pick up the three points with three goals. Norwich, another depressing defeat as they sink further and further away from the riches of the Premier League. Yes, unfortunate. Shouldn't roll with the same guys in the manager before who put you in that hole. Sorry, Norwich. So that's, that's another one for Norwich where they take a big fat L. Let me tell you who kind of took L on this one right now, Sam. Yes. Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur. We kind of said this, if there was a slip-up game coming up for Tottenham, this <clears> might have <throat> been it. Tottenham, Southampton. We're talking about at St. Mary's. We're looking. Frazier Forrester. The big man. Kyle Walker-Peters. Perot getting rotated in. Salisu, Bednarek, Valerie, Ward-Prowse, Stu Armstrong, Diallo, Shane Long. Yes. And Adam Armstrong. Um. As far as Tottenham are concerned, we're looking at Larice, Davison Sanchez, Eric Dyer, Ben Davies, Regulon, Hoiberg, Winks, Royale, Son, Kane, Alley. You know, one thing, too, that people don't really talk about enough with Tottenham and why they do have a chance for top four, they don't have any European competition. They're just going to have to throw yeah. their best lineup every week in the Premier League. Yeah, same with Arsenal. Yes. Yeah, it helps a lot. I mean, it, it can't be said how much it helps, especially – when you got all these postponed games and injuries, COVID, whatever, it, it helps having that extra time to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one thing of note, Shane Long getting in there over Brogia. Sad times. Mad lad, Ralph Hassenhudel's like, hey, we'll, we'll throw Sam a bone. We'll throw in Shane He's, Long out of nowhere. Yeah, well, it's 2012 to 2016 for goalies, but then... Austin Hoodle was like, what if we just did that for strikers too? The throwback Forrester and Shane Long combo. They should bring in Kone, former Wigan and Everton man. They just start yeah. bringing back all these guys. I mean, Stephen Fletcher. Yes. Redman, he's kind of a throwback. <laughs> Willie Caballero. I mean, their goalkeepers are just classic. legends. You know, it's funny though, before we get into this one, you see Fraser, Fraser Forrester out there and you're like, Jesus Christ, that guy is massive. He's six seven, six eight. He's like, why is he so big? I don't know. He's a big lad. This one kind of starts off struggles by both early on, <clears throat> and your guy Shane Long had a chance, but he, he whiffed. Yeah, you know, he, he's, he's rusty. Swinging a miss, he is rusty. Um, he had to get in on the Southampton like comical <laughs> air misses in front of net. Well, yeah, that's what Hasanoo uh, pulled on the side before the game. He's like, look, you're gonna miss a decent chance at least a decent chance if not a really good chance you're getting on the bloopers reel (laughs) um yeah i just thought that uh this was another one where you know kyle walker peters was 
really important, especially early on for Southampton. We talked about how their wide defenders are really good. Um, and even Perot in this game getting rotated in for Livermento was pretty uh, influential. But Walker Peters up a little further up the field because they had Valerie and Perot both in there. So he wasn't really in that fullback row. He's kind of just roaming. I thought that was strange. But, uh, you know, Tottenham's best attack off a chance from Kane dribbling, missing the pass to Delhi. It's one on one with the keep at the two on one break. Not not good by here again. Yes, not Davy good. Davy scores from a set piece, but he was off. So Tottenham just blowing their chances early on. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't counter against Southampton for, you know, you can only do it for so long. But just, I don't know, on their own end, it seemed like they were really slow this game compared to the past few games. Yeah. Especially the Liverpool game. But the goal, Southampton throw in. Poor marking and positioning by Tottenham. Allow for a great shot by James Ward-Prowse. Sam's guy. Just a little banger. Silencing the critics. Yes, the one critic. Yep. And then the 95% of people who think he's just whatever. I would say there's there's a good <laughs> amount of people who really like him. Yeah, there are. He, they he, probably don't watch him that much, but... Well, I've, does, does I've anyone, seen him. I've seen him do the free kicks. Does any, I've seen him do the free kicks. Do, he smashed that volley. Ain't? Does anyone watch Southampton the way we do? I don't think so. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say after the goal is a little more balanced from Tottenham, but kind of settling a little um, in terms of long shots. But eventually, uh, I want to say no. The the red card came before. Salisu. Yes, 39th second, minute. Second yellow. Sent off. Just absolutely asking for it. It was like his fifth foul of the game. <laughs> he was know. very aggressive. I was surprised it took him to like the 30th minute to get his first yellow. Just the absolutely ridiculous challenge to get the second yellow. It's like, what are you doing, Never man? getting there. Kane steps up. Kane takes it. Um yeah, it, it just was not good. Great ball from Harry Winks, though, to Son. He's been out of nowhere. This is why Mourinho wanted Mr. Harry Winks out, out in Roma. Um, second half, goal ruled off. Another over-the-top ball by Harry Winks. What did you think of that? It was really close. Yeah, man, I don't know how you can determine whether someone is really offside on these incredibly it's so tight calls i mean especially if it's called on the field like you'd think yeah. they just leave it yeah i mean if you're talking to me you feel pretty hard done by on that one but mm-hmm. yep to say the least um yeah and the tottenham just kind of struggling to get on the end of balls in the box southampton content to sit back but the crosses were just not able to connect at all second half um and then Tottenham, I guess, not really a goal disallowed, but there's a ball lofted, and Doherty went up for a header, mm-hmm. and Fraser Forster caught it, but like crashed into him and dropped the ball, and it rolled into net, or like slipped out of his hands or something. Yeah, but he didn't really touch. Like Doherty didn't go into him or anything. You can make a I case. Thought, that I thought it was a fall on Doherty. I disagree. Fraser Force. Well, we have we have no other option but to do <laughs> a standoff. With, yeah, we're gonna have to settle this with combat after the podcast. Bow, wow. 
You'll I'll be see in you your in the Octagon, Hank. Yeah, you'll be wearing a Southampton kit, and I'll be wearing a Tottenham kit, and we'll duel. Be wearing day. a Fraser Forrester <laughs> Triple kit. XL keeper kit. Those, on a separate note, those Hummel keeper kits where it's like flames, those those suck. Those are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> those are so bad. Yeah, they do. I think uh, Everton has them too. Yeah, they do. And Pickford's always rocking it. They also have the, those like diagonal stripe, like black and then like weird color stripes yeah i know very strange i don't understand it um yeah i mean that's pretty much how it ends uh i think that oh the very end the very end with like one or i guess not even a minute left it yeah but they had a break yep they blew it dead brosia here's a clear on that oh big block from sanchez oh you're talking about I forgot that happened. Oh. It literally at like yes. the final whistle, like the 94th minute, Southampton cleared it mm-hmm. and they had two guys and Tottenham had no one back, but they blew the whistle. They could have had a two on a <laughs> break. Unfortunate for Southampton, but they can't complain too much. They get a point out yeah. of it. So. Could have got the winner 92nd minute with Brogia, but Sanchez with a big save there. Any takeaways for either side in this one? Southampton just kind of hanging around do you think i mean what would you give them in terms of uh i guess you could either do a grade for how their season's been so far or you could do what percent they are to staying up they like 75 percent they need a little more southampton staying up yeah i'd say like the i'd say probably like 80 percent maybe 85 grade i'd give them like a c minus c plus c plus i would say okay that's fair. They, can, they've looked good sometimes, and they've looked pretty bad other times. To be fair, I, I think, you know, a C-plus is more fair because, and that falls a little more with Haas and Hoodle, they didn't spend, like, yeah. really it, at if all. If you look at their squad, the fact that they had, okay. Levermento and Brogia. <laughs> They're two goalkeepers. And Peru. <laughs> in this game, Forster and Willie Caballero. They played Shane Long. They played uh, Valerie, who hasn't played. In how long? This season, I don't think. Yeah. They played Theo Walcott last game. I mean, the the Hans is doing the best he can. It's yeah, it's it's not great, but hey, you stay up, then you buy someone else. From speaking Chelsea's speaking of not doing great and talking about staying up, we got Watford at home at the Vic against West Ham. The Craig Dawson Derby. It truly is. If only West Brom could somehow be involved. Uh, Bachman, Messina, Cathcart, Feminia, Siralta getting his first start since like the second game of the year. He's been out. Josh King, Tufan, Sissoko, Cucho Hernandez, Kuchka, and that man up front, Emmanuel Denny's. Denny's. Fabianski, Shufal, Dawson, Jop, Ben Johnson, Lanzini, Noble, Bowen. Ben Rama, Sushek, Antonio. So Antonio getting in, Ben Johnson getting in. Mark Noble. Mark Noble. Well, this is strange because Rice obviously suspended with a yellow card accumulation. It's like, well, do they go with just Sushek back there? Or what exactly are they going to do? They're like, no, Mark Noble. We can get away with Mark Mark Noble against Watford. This one starts off fast. Another early goal. Watford win the ball off a of West Ham throw, and West Ham these two games just so sloppy early for some reason. I don't know what that was about. 
uh, West Ham throw in, given away. Beautiful, beautiful sequence of uh, passing by Watford. Nice little dribble sequence too by Emmanuel Dennis, the man. Slots it. I mean, he's pretty much Watford. You know, that's they're one in the same. Watford is Dennis at this moment. If they were to sell him to another Premier League team, how much would they get? Well, after they go down. Oh, if they go down, then like 20? I'd say... eh, I mean, he was pretty good. I think 30. I mean... 30 to Everton? Man, he's been really good. Who would he go to? Maybe Everton. That wouldn't be a bad shout. Maybe... Arsenal? No, not Arsenal. How dare you? Uh, Wolves? I'm thinking... Yeah... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're I ideal, but it wouldn't. Wolves. Leicester? Leicester, no. I think they have too many. Brighton? Brighton. Brighton? Okay, okay. I like that. I like that. All right. All right. Brighton it is. Um. Yeah, so West Ham, a little slow early. Eventually get back on track. The main, the main man, Tommy Sushek, former Player of the Year candidate, from Jared Bowen, just a just sloppy defense by Watford. Believe it or not, um, <laughs> shocking. But the, the whole middle of the box is just open for him to run into. He's outside the box and makes a perfect cut. Um, and then another Watford giveaway, and West Ham able to counter up the wing. Nice combo passing between Lanzini, Antonio, Ben Rama for the goal again. Ben Rama. Another goal. I think he's up to like six on the year, so nothing amazing, but they got to get it going. Yeah. They got to get it going. Goes in the half. 2-1. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about how Watford needed to just load it up the midfield at one point, mm-hmm. and they kind of are still doing that, but it just sucks. It just really sucks right now. Yeah, it And eventually suck. it gets to a point where they – rotate king from the wing to up front and move dennis kind of to a wing so then they can try and get him the ball easier it doesn't make a difference really the rest of their squad is just so bad it it is very very bad um but they give the ball away counter by west ham strange bounce falls to bowen three one but it's reversed far reverse the goal um after the disallowed goal, Watford go down, have a really good chance. Nice save, Fabianski. Again, he's kind of bailing out West Ham's defense this year by standing on his head half the time, it feels like. Yeah. Another goal, Jared Bowen taken down in the box. I don't know what Daniel Bachman was doing, chasing him from behind, thinking he could get the ball. Doesn't make sense. Where's Ben Foster? Come on. I'll tell you. I'll tell you where Mark Noble is. He's at the penalty spot, and he's stepping up, and he's banging one in. The OG pen merchant, Mark Noble. So good. Um, yeah. I mean, Watford in this game on the counter at least looked like half decent, but when it came to them just holding the ball in possession, it was never gonna go. Um, West Ham blew a few chances to score their fourth, to say the least. If you watch this one. But they eventually get their fourth. Bowen carries it to the end line. Passes it middle of the box. Vlasic, 
who gets subbed on in the 85th minute for Ben Rama gets a goal. Good for him to get his first Premier League goal, Mr. Vlasic. Not just a pickle. Striker. They were they were not they were not in a pickle in this one because it was four not. to one. I don't know. I feel like we're gonna get to the point to where Ranieri. I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> is gonna be out here in the next month or so. Yeah, there's already talks like, oh, the board's back in Ranieri even after they've lost eight out of eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that yeah, sure means. That means he's getting sacked. Yeah, that means it's nut cutting time for Ranieri. He's got to get another one here soon, or they're going to be shit out of luck. 4 1. West Ham, nice response. I mean, it's only their second one in like seven games or eight games, but I mean, at least you won. Yeah, score some goals. Let me tell you about this one Leicester, Liverpool, to the lineups Schmeichel, Amarty, Ndidi as center back. Rogers finally spicing it up. He's like, let's change this. This isn't working. Castagna, Luke Thomas, Sam's guy. James Madison, Chowdhury, Dewsbury Hall, Sumare, Vardy, Iannaccio for Liverpool. Allison, Van Dyke, Shemikes, Matip, Alexander Arnold, Fabinho, Henderson, Oxley, Chamberlain, Mane, Sala, Jota. No Robertson, obviously. Red card suspended for this game. Also missed the Chelsea game in this upcoming match week. Liverpool, were you going to say something? I was just going to say that it's pretty hilarious that Leicester decided to play with two midfielders over Vestergaard, who's a center back. I'll tell you what, we Southampton bros, we won that, we won that transfer. It'd take 15 million pounds any day of the week for them. Liverpool really just kind of came out and were just, they were buzzing. They were controlling the play. Um, best chance really early kind of came through Henderson. Nice contact, just a little high. Um, but then we have a penalty. Sala tripped, takes the pen, misses the penalty. It's saved by Schmeichel. Ball right back to him. You think, oh, he's got it. Lester's defense not going to get there in time. Heads it off the crossbar. Off the crossbar. Cleared. Oh no. Is this oh, is no. this the fall of Mo Salah? Do we witness oh, no. it? <laughs> um just the poor man's Emmanuel Dennis. Pretty much. That's what I say. Lester showing signs that they can break on the counter while maintaining good positioning in defense. You might say, well, that's, you know, that doesn't sound that crazy. It's crazy to Lester this <laughs> How could season. This be? It is very foreign to Lester this season. Um, Vardy and Madison had a great chance at about the 35th and 38th minute, but it was either blocked. I think one was blocked by Matt Tipp and the other was cleared by Alexander Arnold. But um, as far as chances in the later part of the first half for Liverpool, Schmeichel had a pretty big save. And uh, yeah. Henderson had another one that went over as well. So nil-nil going into half. Second half, Jota threw ball to Mane, one-on-one. Look away, Liverpool fans, look away. He's doing that thing again, Hank. Mane is doing that thing again. I've been saying this for two <laughs> years now. I, I wish I, at this point it might be like so bad, like, 
should he be dropped? I, I don't think it's absurd to ask that. He blows the most chances in the Premier yeah. League by like a mile. He does. He does. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, with COVID, with it's like, who do you replace him with? But yeah, they don't really have a, a it's not a like a wing, but replacement for Mane. Whereas you have Jota, who can Mino, easily Mino. replace. Mino, Mino. <laughs> okay, that's only against Arsenal. Oh, God. That's against nobody. Well, I'll tell you what. They didn't score, and Leicester actually made them pay. Great build-up play. F- kind of the first time they had like a slow, methodical you know, matriculation of the ball up the field. A lot of the stuff was just kind of hitting on the counter. But that quick one-two with a nice cut by Lookman. I would say the main thing on that was Alexander-Arnold was just so far up the field and no one was back covering for him. No one rotated um, at that pivot. But uh, And you got to say, Lookman, man, what a signing he's been for Leicester. He's kind of come on now. Unexpected. He's finally coming on. You know, and, and he's not he's not like the most important player, but he has provided a little quite a bit, bit yeah. um, for Leicester. You know, compared to the rest of the players on their team. Yeah, you would say that, uh, you know, obviously probably Madison and Vardy near the top in terms of attack, and then Lookman would definitely be third. I don't know who else you'd put. I'd say he's done more than Barnes. Yeah, yeah, I would. But, uh, yeah, after that, it it was um, Liverpool just trying to put one in the net. I thought that they were going a little much too, too much through the air, in terms of crosses. I mean, I get it. Leicester's just gonna sit back, but you're not gonna win a ton yeah. of headers given your team. You have Jota and Salah and Mane. Mane. It's like what? Yeah. What are you doing? Right. Uh, I thought your guy Dewsbury Hall had an amazing game, especially the second half. It was really really good. Gotta love that guy. Dewsbury Hall. You know, he's the only, uh, he's the first wedding venue to play in the Premier League. Dewsbury Hall. Apparently, it's a wedding venue. Wow. Yeah. Virgil van Dyke with a chance near the end um, as the pressure mounts on Leicester's defense, but nothing. They couldn't score. 1 0 Leicester. What a huge result. I think this might be the biggest shock of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Especially considering Leicester played. What, two games, two days prior, Liverpool had a week off. Leicester had two midfielders as their center backs. There's just something to say that's like unprecedented about when you're not expecting the team to line up that way. You can just get totally thrown for a loop. Yeah. And, and, and not to mention like the backs against the wall mentality that Leicester probably went into this game with. Yeah, I not to mention they blew that 3-1 lead to him yeah, a that, week ago. That's that's something that I think Leicester does really well is when they're kind of not expected to win. You know, they can they can pop up and surprise you. Yeah, well, they should have been going with that mentality the whole year. True. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Next one, Chelsea, Brighton, oh at the bridge. To the lineups we go. We have Bobby Sanchez in that for Brighton. Kukurea, Dan Byrne, Feltman, Lamptey, Bissuma, Lalana, March, 
Maupai, McAllister, Motor up front. Mendy, Rudiger, Christensen, Aspiliqueta, Jorginho, Kovacic, Pulisic, Reese James, Lukaku, Mount, and Callum Hudson, Adoy as well. This one starts off Chelsea breaking out early. Um, their attack looked pretty good. Yet Brighton able to kind of catch Chelsea being aggressive too at times. And, uh, you know, they they were able to slow the pace to their liking every once in a while. If they did get control, they could draw a foul. Um, but, and they're able to kind of break as well, uh, which you don't expect from Brighton. It was pretty open for what you would expect going in this one. But uh, best chance for Chelsea around the 17th minute or so. Back-to-back chances off the corner and kind of just creative wide play with one hitting the post. Chelsea finishing ability coming to bite them in the butt again. Brighton chance is just not close when finishing, I thought. They're doing a good job of getting it in the right spots. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like a lampy shot that goes high and wide and not even close. It's like, oh. And not shitting on Lamptey because he actually had a good game. but That's not who you're looking to score. <laughs> yeah, it's it's unideal. It's hashtag not ideal. Um, then Reese James getting hurt. Bad sign for Chelsea. <laughs> things things go from bad to worse. Man, no Chilwell no James. I I don't know what where, they do. Where are your goals coming from? Ooh, now they have no choice but to buy somebody. You know, going into this game, I was looking at guys for Chelsea yes. at left back. Yes. The only guys I could find for like Premier League guys, because they're honestly not rumored with a ton of Premier League guys, which makes sense because there's not like a ton of left backs or even wing backs really that are on the market. The only guys I could find, Ait Nori which I don't know if Wolves would sell. Probably not. Enrico Henry. I don't know. Well, the the main one I've seen them be linked with is uh, Luca Digne. Yeah, I've seen that. I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that makes sense is that he's available because... Yeah, he's available for a reason. He's not even good enough to play for Everton. Well, apparently he's got a dispute with Rafa Benitez, so... Well, join every Everton fan, Mr. Digne. <laughs> But the thing with Digne is that I think he's better suited for back four. Yeah, he's really an actual back. fullback. So I think that's the most likely. It's, it's probably, let's let's be honest, it's probably like 97% chance. Yeah. It's just going to be someone from La Liga or Serie A or something and not the Premier League. There's just not really suitable candidates for it, in my opinion. They yeah. tried to recall Emerson. And we're denied. I don't even know how you can deny a loan recall, but they're denied. Back to the game. Right after the injury, Lukaku, header, goal. Very strange. Why is Neil Mopai marking Romelu Lukaku? I don't know. Why is he? Don't ask me. Ask <laughs> Graham Potter. That's, I don't know what that was. Veltman whiffed on it, too. That also didn't help. But um, uh, second half... Brighton come out a lot of fast chances out of possession um some penalty shouts for both sides but they're they're pretty soft by for both 
A lot of it was just like guys slipped. Like Pulisic might have got like someone touched his pinky toe and he fell over. It's like that's not Yeah, come that's on, not a Pulisic. foul. Little LeBron James of the Premier League. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean Brighton was really hitting through balls too in the second half. Um it it I thought Chalaba, this was the first game I've seen where it's like he kind of just played bad. Yeah. Rudiger was bailing out a lot. Even if he messed up, he still bailed Chelsea out by getting back and recovering. Mm-hmm. But you could see they missed Thiago Silva big time. Yeah, for sure. Big time. Um, couple chances for Chelsea in the second half. And it feels like they always fall to Callum Hudson-Odoi. And that's where it really goes wrong for yeah, them. That's... If they could find a way to get like Mason Mount in those spots... That'd be great. But, uh, no, it's, you know, whether it's him giving it away or it's just like he makes the wrong decision whether to shoot or pass, it just goes wrong for that man. Yeah. Lilana had a big chance from about 10 yards out and put it over. That was very indicative of the first half, but it carried over the second half. The Basuma and Mount, like, fight, if you want to call it that. <laughs> The like a little shoving match, a little scuffle. And they go head to head, but uh, then at the death, Kukurea, who had a pretty good game, just drops it right on Welbeck's head. If you watch it, I feel like the goal shouldn't have happened. Chalaba's there in position, and he just gets beat to it by Danny Welbeck. That sometimes you tip your sometimes you tip your hat to the attack, but. I don't know. I thought that was poor defending. So 1-1, not enough time for Chelsea to do anything. Finishes 1-1. Massive result for Brighton. Another disappointing, not only result, but another injury for Chelsea Yeah. to one of their key guys. And so, the league is slipping away quickly. And we're going to that game next where they dro- – Clearly, they drop points, and City are gaining points. Yep. City, Brentford. Here's the lineups. Brentford, Fernandez, Pinnock, Jensen, Sorensen, Onyeka, Thompson, Jensen, Baptiste, Rushlev. Rushlev. Johan Wiesa. Yeah, he's Friend back. Friend of the pod, Johan Wiesa. Wiesa. Ivan Tony. For City, Adairson, Ruben Diaz, Nathan Ake. Absolute bants by Pep Guardiola. Laporte, Cancelo, De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Fernandinho, Jesus, Grealish, Phil Foden. The two lads, the mad lads who went out on the town and got in trouble back in the squad. It's not even like Ake's bad, but just because City's so good that when Nathan Ake's in there, it's just like Pep dabbing on the opponent. Yeah, it really is. It's it's really like when Ross Barkley was out there for <clears throat> Chelsea. Yeah. And lost his cheek. And lost his cheek. It's like, get wrecked. So starting off, this one surprisingly doesn't have an early goal in it. Well, not in the first 10 minutes. Yes. At least. But Brentford in the 15th minute nearly score from a Ruben Diaz deflection. Brentford looked decent i would say they had some good energy they were able to counter yeah that's for sure they were really quick especially in the channels for whatever reason they were able to get wide and get up the field fast Mm -hmm. they weren't able to connect on any of their passes though i thought in the final 
third, really. Yeah. Just a few moments later, scramble in the city box. Shots cleared off the line. Another chance for Brentford to score. But then City go down at the other end just right after. Foden scores. Just like a, a video game goal. The first time shot from De Bruyne. Well, cross was Pass. from yeah. De Bruyne. First time shot from Foden. Just so silky, that, that finish. That, and they checked it for offside, and it was really close. They gave it to him. Yeah. And Tottenham fans were punching there. They're like, what is this? <laughs> Kane doesn't get it, but Foden does. So 1-0 through Eminem. I mean, Phil Foden. He's a legend. And I got to say, respect to Brentford. They made this one a game. They really were holding City. This looked like more like Brentford, this game. Yeah, this this looked more like Brentford the at the beginning game. of the season mm-hmm. where they were really giving teams a good challenge. Halftime, 1-0 City. Second half, it, it's kind of more the same. Um, Brentford holding off City. Foden has a header, but he's off sides. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he is off big time. Yeah, and then De Bruyne has a shot at the post. Yes. Pretty hard done not to score there. Um, Brentford really not having very much in attack at this point. It's just kind of uh, City keep, was keeping it respectable. On suffocating. Defense. Yeah. Laporte scores in the 86th minute. Again, that was marginal. Offside, yeah. So City pick up the three points. Not the most convincing one, but... Fairly comfortable, I would say. Yes. Decent performance from Brentford. Better than expected, I would say. Back to growing and improving. Yeah. City, massive win because you've seen how teams have struggled at Brentford this year. Yeah. I I really did like what I saw out of Brentford in that one. Just the energy looked a lot better. And we're going to wrap it up with a team we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, we're talking Man U and Burnley. Oh, my God, Burnley. Welcome back to the party. Dave Davidea, Eric Bailly, Eric Maguire, Luke Shaw, Juan Basaka. I'll let you know. Eric Bailly, he he's just straight up ass out yes. there. Uh Mason Greenwood, Jaden Sancho, Nemanja Matic, Scott McTominay, Ronaldo, Cavani getting the start. Wayne Hennessy, what do we tell what you? What year is it? What do we tell <sighs> you? Twenty fifteen. Matt Lowton, Charlie Taylor, James Tarkovsky, Ben Mee, Jack Cork, Johan Goodmanson, Dwight McNeil, Ashley Westwood, Chris Wood, Aaron Lennon. What year is it? <laughs> yeah, this uh, one, a lot of chances. Well, not a lot of chances early, but early chances missed by both sides. Chris Wood could have easily put Burnley up 1-0. Come on, Chris. With the header. Couldn't do it. Um... Yeah, I mean, it was just an open game in general really early on, which you wouldn't feel like that suits Burnley. So it's like, eh, yeah. it's probably not going to go in Burnley's way. Um, First goal, Ronaldo at the edge of the box gets the ball, has just a pretty shitty touch. Let's be quite <laughs> frank. It has a terrible touch, and Led but foot. it's a perfect layoff to Scott McDominay, who – just rips goals like out of nowhere for yeah. no reason sometimes. Um Yeah, it's and then after for another five or ten minutes game game kinda slows down. Man you holding possession. Y- you know, they're applying pressure, but I thought Burnley 
was okay for this stretch in terms of defense they're holding their shape and whatnot but um eventually it it broke because man you were able to break quick and when honestly when they would first get the ball and then push it that's when they were going to get Burnley out this entire time that's why I thought it was weird Burnley was kind of keeping the game open as much as they were but uh, man you break quick yet almost give the ball away but Luke Shaw wins it back plays it to Sancho Sancho going up the wing cuts in on his right shoots I think they called an own goal yes officially own goal pretty unlucky but it probably was going wide 2-0 Burnley's midfield, slow and weak, is how I my notes had it described. Another goal, build-up play, leads to Sancho, laying it off, top of the box to who else but Scott McTominay, who rips it off the crossbar. Wayne Hennessy dove, couldn't get there, and the ball goes off the bar and sits right out in front, where there's no Burnley defenders for some reason. But who's there? Cristiano Ronaldo, the, ta- the tap-in merchant that he is. Scoring goals. And then once you know it, out of nowhere, right before half, who else but Aaron Lennon <laughs> wins the ball off Bailey in midfield and then just kind of just dribbles straight ahead and no one, I mean, you cared enough to stop him. How Optional strange. defending. How absolutely strange. Aaron Lennon, Mark Noble, scoring goals. So three to one uh, in this one. But Ronaldo almost in again before half, but Wayne Hennessy able to clear it. Just shambolic defending from Burnley to allow that to happen. To allow Ronaldo in behind, one-on-one with the keep. But what what do you expect? Burnley's defense this year has been... Second half, United just was like, you know what? We don't even want the game to be open. So they they just weren't doing a ton. There was like one or two counters maybe resulted in another Scott McTominay rip. But all Burnley's chances in this game, which honestly they did have a few. I'll give them that. Besides the Aaron Lennon one, all came off corners and set pieces. So even though they didn't score... United's defense scares me a little bit. It does scare me. Yeah. Um, when you're giving up these chances to Burnley. Because on any given night, Burnley can just, for whatever reason, convert those, and then you draw 3-3 with Burnley, you know, and then you're very sad. Glorious. Uh, Yeah, and then chances throughout the second half that were just not taken, especially case in point, Mr. Matty Vidra comes on and just, absolute shit house of a striker just completely misses on a clear cut chance. He's so terrible. Three so, one it finishes. Um I you know, I guess three points, three points for United you take that, but Yeah. Three points, three goals. Before we preview, next match week and the couple makeup games. We'll just go right through the table. It's City, fifty points, Chelsea forty two, Liverpool forty one, Arsenal thirty five. West Ham, United, Tottenham, and then there's a little bit of a gap. Wolves, Leicester, equal on 25. Brighton at 24, Palace 23, Villa 22, Southampton 21, Brentford 20, Everton 19, 
It just decreases by one point for all these teams. Leeds 16, Watford 13, and then we got 11, 11, and 10 in the relegation zone for Burnley, Newcastle, Norwich in that order. So title race is over? Yes. I, when I would mean, City, the, the squad depth is OP. Not even that, but when would City lose? Like They'd have to lose three more games. Yeah. I can't imagine three not more games. Happen. So it's really just a race for the top four at this point. Um, yeah, we'll see how, how many, far Chelsea fall. Yeah, especially without James. Mm-hmm. But that's when Chelsea's at their best for like no reason. When you don't expect them to do anything, then they come out of nowhere and shock you. So right now, you'd bet on Arsenal, West Ham, United, Tottenham. Rank those for the fourth spot. Your power ranks. I would say Arsenal, Tottenham, United. It's where I would stand. Yeah. I, I just really don't see United getting it. No. The way they've been playing, pretty terrible. I think Arsenal and Tottenham are kind of neck and neck. Yeah, I would agree. So. West Ham, I feel like. They, Their defense right now has got me very, very worried. Yeah, Their backups. They, they dropped off enough that, I mean, maybe they get If they had sixth. a little bit of a lead, yeah. if there was a gap between Arsenal and them, still like a three to six point lead, I'd have decent faith in them. I'd say it's 50-50, but since it's, they're, what, four points behind? No, not a chance. And the fact that there's like half a season left, I mean. Mm-hmm. You just don't feel great about where West Ham's at at the moment. I mean, maybe they can contend with United to uh, get get the sixth spot. We say this, West Ham, prove us wrong because yes, we want to see. Please we want to see David Moyes in the Champions More League. More Mark Noble. <laughs> Moving on, next match week fixtures. No team of the week this week because I don't. I hate when it's two match weeks because then it's like, should I just do one? Should I do two for both? I don't. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Choose for yourself, listeners. Yes. January 1st, New Year's Day. Happy New Year's. Arsenal and City. No Arteta. Some classic pain to ring in the New Year for all us Arsenal fans out there. I got a big scream out. I got a 3 0 City. What are you going to be looking for in this game? Well, let's see Arsenal's defense. I mean, the the right back area is a question mark. Tomiyasu hasn't trained, I don't think. So, I mean, we might see Tavares a right back. We might see the same Rob Holding. Really, it was Ben White who played right back in that game. And Rob Holding as center back. But City, I I expect more of the same. You know, strong. Them leaving that game open against Leicester gives me a glimmer of hope for Arsenal. It was, I would say, the zero percent chance, but I'll give Arsenal five percent chance. I don't think five percent is fair. I'm gonna go with a three-one Man City victory at the Emirates. Watford, Tottenham at the Vic. This is such a Tottenham game to lose. No. Yes. I can't see it. Watford are so bad right now. Yes, that's the point. Um, what are you looking for in this one? Are we going to see more of the the Spurs versus Crystal Palace or more of the Spurs versus Southampton? You know, I think it 
would almost have to be Crystal Palace, but not because Watford are pressing or anything, but just because Watford's defense is so bad, Tottenham's bound to score at least two goals. Yeah. I'm going to go with a uh, 2-1 victory for Tottenham. I'm going to say 2-1 Watford, just to be spicy. Palace, West Ham, at Selhurst. This is a proper English game right here. Nice London derby. Should be a good one. Exciting teams, good attack. What are we looking for? I would expect it to be high scoring, maybe a 3-2. Whose favorite goes in? I'm not quite sure at this moment. I want to see this midfield battle. Um, Gallagher, Kriate, and Will Hughes versus Rice and Sushek. Which team is kind of more able to hold it down? I guess West Ham's going to have a little more. They have more attacking midfielders, too, to combine <clears throat> into that. So can Palace kind of withhold the pressure from West Ham's midfield? Yeah. We'll see. Maybe West Ham scoring four on Watford will give them a little bit more kick up their keister you know give them a little more juice away out there true it is at Selhurst I will go with a 2-2 draw I'm gonna say 3-2 West Ham Brentford Villa some teams that were struck with COVID a while back now back in action or should be yeah um this one Villa's going to come out, and they're going to play like they did against Norwich right. in terms of they're not looking to just sit back and defend. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. you know, there will be some holes for Brentford to exploit in midfield. I need to see Brentford get Ivan Tony and Mboimo the ball more, though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I really got to get that attack going, scoring some more goals mm. before I Maybe Kanyos getting up and Rico Henry getting in there. Well, Rico Henry's out, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, this is one I'd expect Villa to win, maybe 1-0 one, one or 2-0. Yeah, the first match they played earlier this year was a fantastic match. I think it was 2-1 Villa or 2-1 Brentford. But uh, I would say we're going to go one all. Okay. Everton, Brighton, at Goodison. Hopefully this one gets played. Yeah, it might sh- not. It should, but Everton. you never know. Uh, Brighton able to hold the ball. Everton like to sit back and defend. Yeah, I give the advantage to Brighton on this one. Yeah, especially since Everton's been sitting out. But yeah, Brighton's been decent since the uh, the restart. The restart for them. For them yeah. Um. Yeah, I like it. I'm gonna go with a one nil Brighton. I'm gonna say two one Brighton. Who's scoring for Everton? Townsend. Oh. Leeds, Burnley, Elland Road. This one has a feeling like it might not get played too, but you never know, I guess. Yeah, Leeds looking like it's a good chance it doesn't. I mean, they've been struggling anyways. Not to mention the fact that they have like a super thin squad. I mean, just in normal times anyways. For some reason, didn't really make the proper additions. Yeah. So if this one is played. Leeds, you would think, would be able to kind of try and spread Burnley, but if Burnley's going to hold that form that they're able to sometimes in terms of defense, you know, and Leeds' defending's not great, they could be susceptible to the counter. 
it's hard to say what what would prevail Leeds attack or you know Burnley's defense since they're both not super sharp mm-hmm. I will go with a 2-1 Leeds I'd say 1-0 Burnley okay they gotta gotta get some win somewhere I trust uh, Rafinha he's the best player out there I trust him the most yes Chelsea Liverpool massive match massive match massive. the Lukaku stuff has two ways to go. Completely horrible, and he leaves, and Chelsea have to sell him, or somehow it creates a semblance of lighting a spark under the squad. Yeah, you feel There's like two... Chelsea. These things usually go like the opposite way you think they go. Yeah. So I expect Chelsea still to lose. Yeah. But I think they'll get over the the Lukaku thing, and it'll be water under the bridge. I'm gonna go with a one-one draw. Yeah, and I think City's gonna really, City. really ramp up the title. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. pretty virtually wrap it up. Yeah, I I would say one-one. Good chance of happening. I'm gonna say two-one. Liverpool squeaking out the the victory. United. Wolves at Old Trafford. We'll see if this one gets played too with Wolves squad, but yeah. it should. I think Wolves. Wolves might have a nice. Should be able to hold United. Yeah, I was gonna say Wolves might have a decent chance of coming away with something here. Um, I think with the way Man U has been, just sloppy, um, in terms of whether it be the defensive aspect for a little bit, because it's almost like all three components of United suck throughout a game, but it's at different points each component sucks. Like for a little bit the attack sucks, for a little bit the midfield sucks, and for a little bit the defense sucks. It's very strange. Yeah. I will go with a nil-nil draw. I'm going to say 1-1. Okay. So moving on to some... Postponed games being made up. First one, we got Southampton versus Brentford. Southampton been in pretty good form. What are you thinking on this one? This feels like one Brentford would almost have to kind of steal. They need a little more than Southampton, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Brentford's game against Villa goes, see, you know, what kind of rotation we're looking at, because that's the main thing with these teams that had COVID suspended games. They're going to have to be firing them out too just like the other teams were so yeah i'm gonna go with a 2-1 southampton victory i'm gonna say 1-1 everton leicester on paper you're thinking leicester should be able to beat everton but the way leicester Leicester have been playing this season You never know. Nothing's guaranteed. Uh, I like Leicester's attack the way it's going right now, though. And yeah. I don't care a ton for Everton's attack. So Leicester's defense might be able to hold up here and maybe build on something. I'm going to go Leicester 2 0. I'm going to say Leicester 1 0. West Ham and Norwich at the London Stadium. Ugh, God, Norwich, close your eyes. <laughs> I don't know. West Ham 
should be able to five or six nil them because Norwich is going to mm-hmm. kind of keep it a little open. And that's all West Ham needs. If you sit back against West Ham, they're not going to have a, nearly as good of a chance to score. If you are going to play it open and try and actually build from the back and go forward, you're going to lose the ball to Declan Rice or Tommy Sushek. And you're going to have West Ham counterattacking on your head. So I'm going to go with a fat 5 nil. I'm going to say a minimum of 3 nil. Possibly 4 nil. Come on, West Ham, don't let us down. We're back this is on where they on lose, and it's just like, ah, oh, come on. We look just like the biggest brainlets of all time. Absolute fools. Anyways, oh. that is the end of this episode. Match week 19 slash 20. Next week, we got 21 and a little extra cherry on the top. Yeah, a little, little salmon hang sprinkles for you. A little Southampton sprinkles. A little salt bay. Yep. So anyways, on that note, thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Make sure to follow on Spotify, like on YouTube, leave a comment, whatever. It doesn't matter. We love you. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Adios. Mis amigos.